Well, hello there, Andre. <laughs> well, hello there, um, uh, Sandra. <laughs> I think we established that I'm Sarah without an H. That's right, right. And I'm uh, I'm Andre with an accent. Right. You have an acute accent. That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell us the results of your podfasting experiment. Ah, podfasting. Well, um, I say it was successful in the sense that I felt much more calm and relaxed. Uh, I, I was... second that. I was able to rid myself of trying to fit in all of the uh, gaps and, and um, chinks with uh, input into my ears. And Actually, it, that's very interesting. I think you should say more about that because I don't think you realized that's what you were going you were doing when you decided to start pod fasting. Yeah, I don't know. If, um, there's this <laughs> there's this book I remember reading when I was a kid uh, by Douglas Adams of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Another series that most people are not aware of called Dirk. Gently's, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. <laughs> and uh, one of the, in one of these books, there is a character whose name I cannot remember, but um, he spends time in, um, they're in some spaceship somewhere, and he spends time in the time suspension chamber. So when he has little gaps of time, when he has breaks, he goes in there, and what happens is it suspends time for your body so that you extend your living life by whatever um, amount of time you spend in this. So he would go spend five minutes here and 15 minutes there so that he would gain at the end of his life. Um, that's kind of what I was doing with podcasting. <laughs> you would enter your podcast chamber whenever you had five or 15 minutes available. Yeah, so I, was, I, I, I my, in my mind, I was saving time, not spending time. And it was particularly the, the scatteredness of my intention, I think that was the real problem. Uh, and then I was putting five minutes here and 15 minutes there. Of course, the five minutes when you're listening to an episode at three or four times, it like, it's like, I, I, oh, I can get through the whole thing. And of course, I'm in this happy mental place of concentration on some interesting novel topic because I love novelty. Um, and then it would take me, of course, another half an hour to come out of the high and be able to concentrate on my own actual work. So that was a real problem, just trying to fit it in. Right. So filling in the spare moments was actually robbing you of time, not saving you time. Robbing me of time. Yes, right. that's true. Okay. Okay. You also said your anxiety level dropped. So that's something worth commenting yeah, on. Yeah. 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 My anxiety level dropped because I just realized that I have this encyclopedic um, temptation to know everything about everything. And somehow I thought, oh, well, since I'm just listening to podcasts while I'm doing other things, I'm not spending any time doing them. So I can just learn more about more things, um, not taking into account the degree to which I was still had to mentally process everything. And of course, I wasn't taking it in as well as I could have if I were doing it uh, at a slower pace and actually trying to take notes and and assimilate what I had um uh, sprayed into my consciousness with, at fire hose intensity. <laughs> and I think you also said that a lot of the stuff you were listening to was, was stuff that you couldn't actually do anything about. And so he was trying to understand the world and be informed about the world, but it was actually making you less able to cope with the world. Well, yeah, for example, I went down this whole crypto rabbit hole, which was very entertaining. I think it's a, it's a web 3.0, the decentralized web. However, that turns out is a rather interesting concept. And um, I'm technically curious as to how it will pan out socially. I think there's novelty there with digitally native objects. And um, I think those are very interesting things or decentralizing finance, uh, interesting concepts, but they actually have nothing to do with my day-to-day -day life, just zero. Right. Uh, and so 
I'm not opposed to that, but I was doing more and more things that were taking me farther and farther afield so that my actual work um, was really suffering because I just couldn't concentrate on it. Right. And I've noticed you've been listening to excellent quality music more lately. Yeah, I did, I determined that after a certain amount of time, no more information, at least in the form of words, I would do more music. So I would just try in the evenings, for example, instead of trying to, and then instead of trying to, 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 uh, to uh, gulp down more, I would simply put on some, some nice quality music and um, relax in that way. That's great. Well, as is um, usually the case in our marriage, you pioneer something that I initially scoff at, and then anywhere from eight years to three weeks later, I decide you were right. I think 10 days is what you said before. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I did not actually podfast like you did, but it did make me realize probably when I intuited that you were becoming calmer than me. Well, I think you have generally been calmer than me lately, but um, anyway, I saw it was having a good effect on you. So I actually went through my own podcast feed and although I was not, I didn't have anywhere near as many as you, you had an insane number and I cannot. Yeah, I think I counted up the page where I list off the ones that I've deleted. I think I mentioned that we had, I'd had 40 or 50. I think it was more like 60. <laughs> Yeah, I that I deleted, and yeah. I still have a few um, that I um, subscribe to. Um, but I still find, you know, I've, I've gone, I've gone back on the juice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've reintroduced podcasting at very specific times during the day. So in the morning, uh, after I plan my day, I have a kind of half an hour period where I go on a little walk and concentrate, uh, listen to a an improving podcast. <laughs> okay, Jeeves. <laughs> Uh, and then while I do the dishes, I might listen to another. And if I had, uh, while I exercise, I might listen to another. So, you know, um, some more discreet periods during the day. And outside of that, I've determined I'm not going to do it because it's too tempting to simply go down into some, um, into some topic or rabbit hole that I really just don't need to at the time. All right. Well, back to me, because you interrupted what I was trying to say. Oh, yeah. You? Hi there. <laughs> Hi there. Um, no, I, I realized that I could definitely edit my podcast list. And so I went through and I realized there were a lot of things that I wanted to listen to because I wanted to know or because I thought they were good for me, but they were not actually, they weren't good for me because they were not making me better or more capable in the world. So I did, I trimmed my list so it's shorter now than it was before and um, w- away from things that were causing anxiety. And also, um, I have not been so bounded about my time listening to podcasts, but um, anyway, I, I do see the virtue of the exercise, and I was glad to, and I did feel better when I, I took out the things that I thought I ought to be listening to or was trying to improve myself with, but actually was not improving anything. So, uh, speaking of which, I also finally got around to installing uBlock Origin and Privacy Badger as we recommended in previous episodes and please do inform us on what your experience has been after um after uh, impeding the internet's desire to spy on your uh, every virtual movement well like you i've seen staggering statistics of things being blocked which i never even knew was there there is just so much that is deceptive about how the internet works i'm just still kind of stunned by it but i would say that the main thing i want to mention just now is that my loading time has definitely increased for web pages, and I've had more trouble with things like checking out or trying to get into um, an account. Checking out of a, of, of a like or, uh, like e-commerce of okay. some kind, right? Or um, just generally getting pages to load. I can see that 
Um, I mean, probably what's happening is that so many things are being blocked that actually useful things are being blocked too. But I also see that on the other end, they have zero incentive to make it clean for me and clear what I should block and what I shouldn't block because that's their whole model. So I think that's just a little warning to folks out there. You should definitely try to stop them from tracking you, but things are going to break or be difficult or you're going to have to jigger with things to get them to, to get what you want. Yeah, I found recently, for example, that I can no longer log into my um, work email from the browser I was using before. So I have to. So I've, I've, I've now I have four different browsers on my computer that, that I use for different reasons. Now I do have to use Google uh, for some things for my work. Um, I can't get out of that at, at least in the near term. So I try to sandbox that in to a very set circumscribed set of things. Um, but other than that, I found that sometimes Firefox, with all of my hardened settings, just won't work. And so I use sometimes I use Brave browser. Um, which is a, I, am a brave <laughs> I am a brave browser, which is a kind of it's a built upon top of the Chromium engine, the same as Google Chrome, but it has no Google in it and it has its own privacy enhancing features. Uh, and also I use Safari for some other ones um, that I remain logged, a very, very few that I remain logged into. Um, and I, I kind of want to, I'm like signaling track me with that one sort mm. of. So I kind of, I guess um. Uh, siloing various aspects of my identity with which browsers I use. I've, I've, I've also added another plugin. You added uBlock Origin. I thought I saw another one advertised on, on some privacy site. So do this one. And what it does is it clips the tracking codes at the end of the URLs. Oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, when you ever copy something in from Amazon to send it to your friends, it has this like ridiculous, this long hat, this long code at the end. Right. After this last slash. Well, it automatically chops those off. And there are staggering numbers of those on every single page, even like 50, 60, 70. Sometimes every single image, every single link has a special code at the end. And that is actually how they're tracking you through the website. When you click on this and click on that, click on this, click on that, it's actually tracking your way through the website. And that's those are the analytics that the web traffic um, gives you so they, that they know uh, know how you're moving through the site at what times. Okay. Well, you brought a new word into our active vocabulary, telemetry, ah, telemetry which nice. I associated with biological cells. Wasn't, isn't it like seeing the future or reading other people's minds? <laughs> I, I think I was thinking of telomeres. So that's probably why I was thinking of cell biology. But anyway. Isn't controlling things from a distance? Stop it. Okay, so telemetry. Tell us how telemetry is relevant to what we're talking about. Here. Uh, well, a lot of what we talked about so far has to do with browsers and in entering the internet through the hypertext transfer protocol, HTTPS. That's just the browser. That's how it functions. But there are thousands, hundreds, thousands of other protocols which are simply a kind of internet language um, that various applications in your computer can speak to the internet. And so the, the, the browser uses this hypertext transfer protocol, HTTP, and a lot of uh, the web, web pages are HTML. That's kind of the web. But of course, it's not just the browser that, that um, talks to the internet, is your whole computer. And your com whole computer is full of all kinds of ports. I mean, there are 64,000 ports on your computer and, the, and <laughs> that are accessed through your network card. And there's, and there's each one of them can have a different protocol attached to it. And um, so it's not only the browser that's connecting to the internet. Of course, you know, I mean, if you 
uh, update apps on your computer or your phone, it has to, it goes through the App Store or through um, the, the Google Play Store or through the Microsoft Store. And those are... Com- and we thought that was a huge improvement over having to have like so CDs those, sent to your home. And, well, and those are communicating to the internet, but not through HTTPS. It's through another kind of uh, protocol. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's HTTPS, maybe it's something else, but there's all kinds of different ways they can communicate. And it's not simply you browsing in your activity. It's actually, it's a lot of things that are going on in the background of your computer. And that's and, the stuff you never, ever see and would have no reason to know was even there. No. So, so um, a lot of that is, uh, some of it is legitimate and other is less legitimate. So for example, a lot of software has built into it what's called telemetry. And, you know, when we're talking about how a website will track what you do, um, track your mouse movements, know which pages you go from, where you're coming from, where you're going to, uh, how much time, how much you scroll, et cetera, et cetera. That's happening within the web browser. But in fact, within applications, they can build that same kind of telemetry into them. And they often do. Some of that is simply like crash reporting. So if the computer, if the program breaks, then you would be able to send an error report and they can figure out what the bug is. I mean, that to me... And a lot of times when you do that, they can scrub the data so it's not like connected to you. There, there are worse, better and worse ways of doing that kind of crash reporting, for example. But there are a lot of other apps uh, that are uh, almost spyware by default. And the worst offenders here are the ones that uh, are the apps from the apps, various app stores uh, on the, on, for your telephone. So you were telling me that phone apps are way more invasive than computer, like laptop or iPad apps. Um, I'm not quite sure. It really depends upon the operating system and on your settings. But kind of by default and the way we've all decided to use our phones and the way the app developers have kind of just slid into doing mm. is highly invasive. Mm. Uh, just <laughs> listening uh, to a podcast, somebody talking about about the Facebook app. So the Facebook has this really smooth onboarding process where you just play yes, 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 yes. And so saying all yes all those times, you are giving a tremendous amount of information to Facebook. One of the most egregious of which is access to your contacts. So if you give Facebook access to your contacts, you're basically giving it a list of all the people who you are regularly in contact with right and their phone numbers and who knows whatever what other else what other information mm. they have about you that they are using to just suck in and to make connections between you and other people um other kinds of data uh access to photos of course your microphone um your camera they're not supposed to be using those things without telling you and as operating systems are updated, they're getting better at, at making sure that those policies are being are being um, um, followed. But there's still a lot of information, particularly like your geographic information. The GPS signal is being sent to them all the time. I just, yeah, so there's it's a lot of stuff. Well, and I think like you said, like 64,000 ports. <laughs> and the, just the sheer number of points of access means that even if they're closing up 100,000 things, 2,000 things stay open, that's a very small percentage. That's still a ton of information about yeah. you and a ton of ways to get you. You know, we've, I've been trying to be very disciplined about like not using Google search or keeping the VPN on and doing the private browser and all this kind of stuff. But I realize like it takes so few slip ups that I, I think like eight Google searches would probably be enough for them to like figure out that it was me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not talking about disappearing completely. We're just trying not to feed the beast here. And and what we've talked about being secure on a browser 
you can install a couple of plugins, you know, this uBlock Origin, Privacy Badger, there are a few others. <laughs> um, and you got this new one called Lockdown, right? Well, that's different. So oh, okay. so that, that those cover you while you're browsing on, in the browser, but if you install the app, none of those blocks are in place. Okay, so, so it, let's get to this, I think, is our hot tip of the episode, and we'll end with yeah, this. Yeah, so, I, so uh, upon recommendation of, I think, um, the guys over at Surveillance Report, thank you, um, they suggested Lockdown. And Lockdown is an application-specific firewall. Now, a firewall is a fancy word you probably all heard before, but in this case, what it does is it blocks access to of uh, applications to the Internet. Uh, and so I've discovered, after I installed it, um, how many things are, are making uh, uh, calls to the internet and at various times. So, for example... When, like from apps on your phone. Right. So if you allow any app to run in the background, that means any messaging app. If you want to get the alert that you have a message, you have to allow it to run in the background. This is why, actually, um, this is why Facebook bought WhatsApp. Uh, mm -hmm. WhatsApp is a messenger, and you have to run it in the background in order to receive your messages, which means that anybody who has... WhatsApp is consenting to uh, being logged, everything of theirs being logged by Facebook. At all times. Basically not, not at all times. Not when you're using it, just not, always. No, at all. If you want to have it be running in the background, it's got to be running all those things. So lockdown. It's like having your telephone, your landline plugged in, right? If you don't plug it in, it won't work. Uh, Yes. So anyway, so I, I, I still have WhatsApp and I also have Facebook Messenger um, because there are a couple of people that I just can't get to move to anything else. And that's the only way I'm in contact with them. Of course, I don't need to do it through the phone, but I just haven't bothered yet. So but I installed lockdown. And so, um, well, I have just discovered to what degree uh, to what degree uh, these apps are spying on me in the background. So Facebook, I, I open it up the log on lockdown. And today so far, again, I have opened none of these apps. So I have uh, several dozen blocks from uh, Facebook.com, graph.facebook.com, and I'm pretty sure those are coming uh, from either, either WhatsApp or from Facebook Messenger. And, and so this, I just want to read it. You have not opened the WhatsApp or the Facebook. No, no, but I have opened them because they are running. There, I have allowed them to run in the background. No, no, like you, like you haven't used them today. I haven't though. used them, but that doesn't matter. No, that. I, but that's the point. That's yeah. the point. Is you're not using them. They're not open on your phone. They are still tracking everything you're doing your phone yes including your global position your gps signal if if you have enabled um gps on your on your phone right and weather the weather the app. weather app is highly highly Monster. invasive <sighs> and if i mean this is yes yesterday i had this so far 71 yesterday was like a couple hundred and almost almost exclusively they're all from either google or from facebook so the google i have the google translate app and i've told it not uh, not in the background i don't think it's actually from the translate app a lot of apps use google analytics within the app um, so there are a number of applications that do that and so this i have several dozen blocks of firebase logging dash pa google apis mm. i don't know what application is doing that but it is blocked by lockdown and is it's it's noting that it's being blocked so Why these, do you still have these apps on your phone i don't know I, and i'm internet hoarder <laughs> internet whore internet hoarder all right so the hot tip for this episode is don't install the app on yeah, if your you phone can, at if, all if you can get away without an app on your phone on your phone specifically especially if you if you're still doing social media which you shouldn't be doing if you're gonna do that uh, you really really should do it not with the application but log do the on clumsy process of logging and doing logging in and doing it on the browser even on a the, computer 
Well, not on your or phone. even on your phone. Even a browser on your phone is way better than having the app. Oh, I see. Okay. Because the browser, um, uh, you're not giving it permission to do that all the time. And as soon as you shut it down and just close that window, it's not going to be able to be, do the logging. Right. So the apps are highly invasive. So don't install any apps unless you absolutely, absolutely need to. Right. That's the tip. All right. Well, good luck, guys. Good Talk luck. See you next time. Bye.